0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Morning, everyone. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the TS Radio Network. Tonight, we have John on with us again, and we're going to be d- discussing a number of topics. Um, these include politics, religion, human sacrifices, and the idea that paganism is on the rise worldwide. Uh, one of the things that has bothered me all of my adult life is religion. I always figure... If there was anything to it, everybody would believe the same thing. And unfortunately, we have something like 4,000 some odd religions operating in the world now, each of them declaring themselves to be the only true religion, honoring the only true God. I don't know how we went this far off the tracks. But politics has divided us by religion, by politics, by sex, By ethnicity, it serves a purpose. It keeps us fighting amongst ourselves. Religion does exactly the same thing. It gathers together people who have like minds about different things, almost virtually the same biases, opinions, and usually harbor some sort of ill feelings towards someone that they don't even know for reasons we don't understand. And, of course, once that happens, you have a fearless leader who stands up there And tells you that there is an enemy out there that hates you and wants to kill you. So you need to go kill them first. And everybody jumps up and says, Amen. The worst I have ever been treated in my life is by people waving a Bible, quoting scripture, cut your throat and bleed you out. All in the name of God. I don't know who this is they're praying to or what they're actually praying to, but I don't want any part of it. As I've long maintained... There is a difference between faith and religion. Those are two diametrically opposed lines of thinking. I am a very faith-based person, but I am not a religionist. I refuse to participate in all of these rituals, all of this other stuff. Um, there is so much to talk about here that I don't want to rattle on too long. I want to get John on here. Um here, he's the expert on this topic or these topics uh john welcome to the show and glad you're back and say hello
0: good evening ta or good evening uh Marty. yeah mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. going to be
0: interesting it's going to be interesting yeah. because uh the uh lead into the show that uh you were discussing actually uh <clears throat> is kind of a uh how do i want to put it? all in the same thing Marty, when you think about religion, darling, what do you think about really? Tell me what comes to your mind when you think of a typical religion and what is expected from its people.
1: Um, Deceit. Uh, That's the first thing I think of. um, Whatever God is or was or what he ever hoped to be uh, has long been supplanted by what men want. What they want to be, what they want to do, and all these stories that are in the Bible, uh even as a young child, I knew were preposterous and then we say oh, that's the inherent word of God, there's not a word from God in there, and so many of the stories in the Bible were taken from other religions that supposedly weren't any good, like the story of Noah 's Ark is actually the story of Gilgamesh from Buddhism from about a thousand years before this Christ advent. Um, One of the things, John, I discovered over the last several years is that Christian faith, the Catholic Church, and Judaism are all based on the Zodiac. And, of course, we poo-poo that now, but in the main cathedral of the Vatican, under a big carpet now, is a huge mosaic in the floor of the Zodiac and in Israel. They hear about last year they dug up the oldest known, uh, what do they call that, synagogue that they ever found. And they get down to the lower levels, and here's a big zodiac in the floor. And so you have to look at it from that angle. Does it bear any relationship, any resemblance to? Of course it does. You've seen the churches with the cross and the circle around the cross. (laughs) That's zodiac sign. And what that means is it's like the Zodiac has 12 houses. We got 12 apostles, 12 months out of the year. You know, uh, the day is split into two 12-hour sections, and that's how we tell time. And you've got the solstices, and the winter solstice was of, of large interest to me. And it was when ancient people thought the sun was dying because at a certain time of the year, it drops about two to three degrees below the horizon. So they thought it would they would go through all sorts of rituals and everything and of course two or three days later it would start rising again. Sound familiar? And um <clears throat> but this is it it, it there like say you got the twelve houses, you got the four cardinal points, north, south, east and west, earth, wind, water and fire. Uh it's all representational. And you know, when, when I see this, and I can see this direct correlation, and yet we, the zodiac, you know, in astrology means nothing. And it probably does mean nothing. It's as old as mankind nearly. And all I see religion as is simply a way to induce a large number of people, number one, to, to get you to give them your money, and number two, to tell you what to think and how to think about it, And number three, has very little to do with God, if at all. And that's how I see this.
0: Well, the last 30 seconds was the answer I was hoping to get from you, but the five minutes that you gave before that, oh, that just made such a wonderful lead-in. Thank you, Monty. I appreciate your education because, yes, you are correct in everything that you just said, 100%. Now, My approach is as the same thing. You say it's about money. You say it's about control and thinking a certain way. It's thinking about philosophical opinions of how you need to see the world. It's about lies. Well, gee, ladies and gentlemen, that sounds awfully familiar. We call that thing government. Government. Root words in Latin, gouverneur, where we get the word governor and to govern, means to control, and mente, ment, which means mind. So when you say government, we say mind control. And when I think of government, I'm thinking about the biggest false religion you can possibly imagine. Because let's really look at it. Let's give it an honest good, old-fashioned study. What do they ask of you? They expect you to give your tithe. They call them taxes, though, to worship them. Bow down, go forth, cast your votes every two years. Do as you are told. Government is God because the biggest gang in town, which is whatever the government is, Makes the mandate and the dictate. Stealing is wrong unless government does it. Killing is wrong unless government does it. Extortion and racketeering is wrong unless government does it. Doesn't that sound an awful lot like a false god to you, Marty?
1: Yes, it does. In my
0: perspective, it most certainly does. Here we are in yet another wonderful election cycle. And you've got to understand, folks, you know, I'm a political atheist now. I didn't used to be. I used to be there every couple elections, you know, every two years. I was there casting my vote for my corporate owners. Who would be my slave master if I had my will today? Well, that was before I figured it all out. And yeah, I even ran for the position of a few things. Never one, she had a lot of fun mocking and making an ass out of the people that I was running against. And I was equal opportunity annoyer for both the Democrat party and the Republican party. So hey, I was good with it. Stupidity is what it is. And society, we are seeing that at a brand new level Every single day. Ignorance. Absolute ignorance of the average man or woman on the street who doesn't want to know any of the things that you started out the show explaining, Marty. About the apostles. About all the things in the Zodiac. And yeah, the Bible is, talks about the Zodiac too. If you know what quote unquote Jesus is saying okay all that happens if you, if you can say hey something is going to happen because you know from experience you've seen it before whether it's an eclipse or this that or the other but nobody ever around you has you can go forth and say tomorrow we will see an eclipse and the sun will be hidden for a few minutes Everybody looks at you and says, "Uh, you're crazy. We haven't seen anything like that in decades. And voila, bam, there it is. Oh, he's God. He knows. Knowledge is power, people. And who's been storing the knowledge for financial benefit and for the benefit of control? Oh, right back to that thing we call government. Now, the argument that they use, they say it's a government by the people and for the people. Of the people. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. When has there been a single piece of legislation coming out of the Washington District of Criminals, or for that matter whatever state of, corporation you associated with, county of, city of, that's ever actually been For your real benefit None It's always about increasing taxes Finding new ways to give money to their contributors Financing wars And moving the ball forward Of the slave system But yet we've convinced ourselves Because our Bible says so that we are to understand and comprehend that the leaders of our world are there because God said so. Oh, (laughs) Uh, yeah. How naive do you have to be to believe that? But, But it's right there in the Bible. It says so in Romans. All right. If it said something in Romans also, that's go to the cliff, look down several into the depths, and jump, are you going to do it, or are you going to question what's written there? Ooh, there's a question to ask. Well, if you ask that question to a lemming, well, you already know the answer. They're going to jump. Same with sheep. But you ask somebody with critical thinking skills that wants to sit there and take a step back and says, you know what? Maybe I need to take a reappraisal of this. Maybe I really need to take something into consideration. Now, I don't have a problem with people worshiping whatever god they choose, and that god can include any corporation masquerading as government, any of the quote-unquote elected officials who have actually been selected long before you ever went to a voting booth, but that's a certain point, comes around. When all of a sudden, other people start mandating to us. They start telling us what we have to do just because it's the majority opinion. See, this is what ticks off the Democrats and Republicans all the time and why they're so excited about every election, including especially this kangaroo election. Folks, it's theater in the mind. I can't make it clearer than that. It's so much theater if you didn't. Figure that out by now. I can't help you. You got politician A and politician B showing up. Got a shooting match. You know, garbage in, garbage out, which is all you get. You go in and you vote for your corporate owner, hoping for a different result. And surprise, it never seems to happen. Well, give me four more years. I didn't have enough time. Oh, grief. Where... You have to take a step back, folks. You have to see through the brainwashing. The system has existed for millennia. Every so often, they just changed who the players were. But as Marty talked about Gilgamesh back in the day, and all of a sudden they rebranded Gilgamesh into a new character... Well, they do the same thing with this current system. We used to have gods. And then we had kings. And then we had presidents. Folks, the chairs are the same. They're just changing the titles of the people that are in them. Control. Control. So when they say, go forth and kill in my name, they do it in religions. But the biggest religion out there that dwarfs all of them, this religion called government. And coincidentally, this religion that we call government all has its roots in a different religion. Again, you've heard me say it on the show again and again. All roads lead to Rome. All roads come out of the Vatican. Fact, not theory. Look at the layout of Washington, the District of Columbia. What is a district? Something of a smaller of a bigger thing. Three city-states in this world. Washington, D.C., the military part. Then you have the city of London. That's not the entire London area. That's just one square mile. The city of London. That's your uh, financial center. Again, Vatican-owned, but financial center. And the legal center. And then you have the quote-unquote Vatican over in Italy. Three city-states have basically usurped this entire planet based off of a plan instituted a 1,000 years ago and probably a lot earlier than that. But again, because you know nothing about your history, you know nothing about what's taking place, you don't know why we have to have all these quote-unquote wars, because the puppeteers are playing with people's lives. And making sure that their puppets are put in the right places at the right times. And they're willing to die for their perceptions. They're willing to go above and beyond to make sure that goals get achieved. But what is the average man on the street, whether we're talking America, Korea, Japan, China, do they think of a higher levels? They think about the changes of a society as a whole, of an entire planetary system as a whole? No. They're worried about how to pay their rent, how to buy groceries, buy their medications, make their mortgage payment, car payment, whatever. Again, because they know nothing. They don't see the pictures that have been clearly clearly defined. The programming has worked so well they don't see slavery for the slavery that it is. The best slaves are ones that don't even see that they have chains on. Told here in America that hey land of the free home of the brave whole marketing campaign on that theory. The problem is when you put the theory to the test it doesn't hold any water like a sieve. You have no rights as a slave. You have no freedom as a slave. You consent to dictates and mandates from people who do not even know your name, know nothing about you, could care less about you, how their actions have impacted your family. Because for them, it's only About the system, the dollar, the power. Everybody needs to take time and learn some truths that we don't really want to look at. We really don't want to face. You want to get woken up. There was a book written a lot of years ago, and you can actually watch the author on YouTube. He's done a lot of videos over the years as well. I just recently watched his latest one Confessions of an Economic Hitman Confessions of an Economic Hitman can't remember the dog's name off the top of my head doesn't matter you can look it up if you don't realize that all of this banking system has a direct tie to the Vatican European banks same thing Asian banks, same thing. All of these have religious implications, military implications, graphic implications, and life and death implications. So when we sit here and we talk about human sacrifice, I'm not talking about some of the other crap that I do know goes on where some people put on strange robes, do strange chants, and sit there and do very bad things to people that usually ends up causing them to be dead, including young boys and young girls. But that's not what we're talking about, although it will impact in the same way. Bombs falling from airplanes, crashing in, Buildings blown up. Technology that causes entire property lines to be burned while leaving the surrounding area untouched. War, ladies and gentlemen, for a religion called government, for a religion called money. One eye, money, one eye. We have been blinded away. way we're supposed to be living in peace with one another. No animosity, no drama in peace, loving, caring about one another not concerned about what's happening over somewhere that we're never going to see or never going to meet who've done nothing to harm us. They're not terrorists, ladies and gentlemen. When we go over to their countries and they start shooting at us, we're the terrorists. We're the invaders. We're the one imposing our financial might on them for profit, for the Vatican. Offended? I hope so. I hope I'm getting through to you. Because the sham that I've been watching for years now, for years, I'm done with it. We all need to be done with it. Because until we all stand up and say, no more, never again, we're going to get more wars, more deaths, more propaganda, more lies, more enslavement, more imprisonment for the profit of other people who could care less about us and are living the high life off of our sweat, labor, and life force. Back to you, from minute,
1: Marty. Okay. One thing um, we talked about the story of Gilgamesh, and I got an email here. I actually have Facebook message uh, from someone who said that you can. Uh, the evidence is the fact that um, there was a great flood, and so this supports the story of Noah's Ark, and blah blah blah. You know the usual crap. See, here's the thing: we do know there was a global flood. We know this from geology. <coughs> excuse me but as with all things ancient since they did not know anything about science or geology nothing when this flood occurred the only way they had to record it as a major event in history was to um fictionalize it the way they explained everything was like if they saw an earthquake you know subject to an earthquake or they saw a volcano blowing up um you know it's not Difficult to uh, figure out where the genesis of hell came from. It's from aging people that did not understand volcanism, didn't know anything about geology and earthquakes. The way they explained it was there must be some spirit down there, some god that was angry at them. So we'll throw a couple virgins in there, and that will make them happy. And when the volcano blew up, we'll throw a couple more virgins in, and that should fix it. I noticed we never threw any male virgins in, probably because there weren't any. But anyway, so this is where this all comes from. The fact that we know now that a great global flood did occur does not support the story of Noah's Ark. It it doesn't. It just supports the fact that there was a global flood. And the fact that here we are 2,000 years later, and even with all the science and geology and everything else, you still think that God let loose a flood on the earth instead of something happening and they think they know what it was um, that caused this great flooding. Uh, And on that story, for goodness sakes, think about this. You couldn't possibly get two of the same animals on an ark just from a 20-mile radius of that area probably Without sinking it, you have to think about what are you going to do about waste? What are you going to do about food? Plus, there's human beings on there. Same thing, waste, food. Uh, you know, what are you going to do? 40 days' worth of foods. Quite a hefty load. But, see, this is where you, you suspend critical thinking. You, you refuse to acknowledge what you know now. And you go back and you tell this preposterous story. And you cling to it, because if you don't, everything falls apart. Everything falls apart. You have to hang on to these old stories. And they were basically for teaching. They were supposed to teach you something about how to live or how to deal with situations or, you know, what would happen if the world came to an end today. Um, After the debate last night, we couldn't be any worse off. Um, But... This is what I'm saying. You've got to think critically about this. And I've heard people say, well, you know that it must be true, and that's the reason I go to church is because if it wasn't true, how come the Bible has lasted more than 2,000 years? Well, sweetie, there are currently 22 versions of the Bible in circulation. So, excuse me, and then there have been 14,832 documented changes to the Bible. If this was the inerrant word of God, and there's not a word of God in there anywhere, who would dare to change it? And you've got to think about this rationally. I think it's good to have faith, but put it where it belongs. But this thing with these churches and uh, the siphoning of funds out of families to keep this thing going, and somebody standing up there. You know, John, here years ago up in St. Cloud, big old Baptist church up there. And a friend of mine kept saying, go with me, go with me, it's my birthday, go with me. Just this one time and you're going to love it and you're going to want to go back. Finally, okay, I'll go with you on your birthday. And here came this preacher, minister, whatever they called him, down the aisle. This man had to weigh 400 pounds if he weighed an ounce. And he's waving the Bible and he's screaming about homosexuality. And being who I am, I took that for so long and said, excuse me, I have a question. And you could have heard a pin drop in there. And I said, where did you get this from? And the response was, it says in the Bible, I said, there's one scripture in there about it, written by a man, one scripture. What was the underlying message? Well, that is the, met- no, that's, the- what was the underlying message? And he looked at me, goes, your point? I said, the message is, that it occurred in the population even 2,000 years ago. So it's not an aberration. It's something that occurs. We don't know why, but it just does. So we got past that a while later. He's screaming down the aisle after passing the plate, and you better give till it hurts because we need the money to do God's work. Yeah, apparently God needs a fork and a lot of food. And he starts screaming about the seven deadly sins, I couldn't take anymore. I got up. I said, I got to go. And I could hear him weaving the rope then. <laughs> they were going to get me. And I said, are you people, have you lost your mind? Here's this man screaming at you about the seven deadly sins, one of them being gluttony. And I said, he weighs 400 pounds if he weighs an ounce. And you think he's telling you something you need to know? And they all just looked at me. I said, I got to get out. I said, you people are crazy. I was really struck by here, like I say, was this extremely large man sweating profusely, screaming at the top of his lungs to this congregation about gluttony. And here he is, the poster child for gluttony. And apparently the seven deadly sins don't apply to him. This is what I'm saying. This stuff with religion, shed it off. Get rid of it. It'll mess with your mind. Uh, It's not rational And I think that's the one thing, John That really, really bothers me There's no logic to it There's no rational thinking No critical thinking You accept these impossibilities These preposterous stories These stories that were meant to teach you Or to record an event that did happen But they have to build it into something else It isn't enough to say Damn, everything's covered with water Oh no, God must have done this Why would God do that? And the other thing, and I see all this stuff all the time over social media, just drives me up the wall. Oh, God's moving. and He's going to do something about this. If God was in any of this anywhere, it wouldn't be happening. And I just, I don't know what happens to people with religion. But if you can suck them into it, you can sell them anything. That's my thoughts. Go ahead, John. Why you heretic, you heretic!
0: I know what oh
1: Lord. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, I keep telling everybody, uh, you know, I'm a Vatican heretic and proud of it. Um, because, again, if you look at most of your Bibles, again, they have direct tie-ins to the Vatican. Now, uh, there was a mm-hmm. certain part that the Vatican wanted to do away with, if you know anything about your history. Uh, because the uh, pro... Protestant protest movement Came out of the Roman Catholic Church When they started to question the bullshit And uh, When that happened Of course, you know, the 95 I believe it was the number Things that got, you know Pounded onto the door there Sitting there and questioning the Again, garbage coming out of the Vatican Then in lies the question and that was when you had this thing called the Jesuits created. And the Jesuits originally worked for the Pope. Now the Jesuits are in charge, by the way. And I suspect they actually have been for a long time, but they're definitely in charge now. And again, we've talked about, you know, Gematria, we've talked about the tie-in to the Vatican and all this other stuff. So I'm kind of breaking away from where I wanted to go, but we can't, in one sense, When you look at the buildings that were built in Washington, D.C. and you see their pagan history, what they symbolize. It's not the God of your Bible, ladies and gentlemen, as much as you'd like to fantasize that it is. It isn't. No, it's just more paganism. And one of the things they did back in the day was in order to get people into their quote-unquote Religion was to just accept the pagan religion's precepts, okay that's where we got the quote unquote Christmas tree from well the Christmas tree was symbolic of of course worshiping trees. well, hey, we worship trees on December the twenty fifth yay again, logic and reason so hard to find it these days. And because we're in this election cycle in the magical year 2020 that has been just so off the wall insane, where logic and reason seem to have all been put in a uh, locked box somewhere and everything that crazy in Pandora's box was let out, well, maybe it's time we started to take a step back and reappraised again. Because I'm telling you folks, 2020 is nothing compared to what's coming up in the next few years. Nothing. The Deagle website, that's military, industrial, complex, new world order, crap. Okay, They've got some numbers that I think everybody that's listening to the show tonight needs to be aware of. They show a staggering reduction in the amount of people not just in America but in the world but of all the countries in the world America is if not at the top it's close to the top of the biggest drop the numbers they say we have is around 326 million if i remember correctly and in the next 5 years that's going to drop down to 99 million they say the economy is like 19 trillion, trillion. They're gonna take it down to one point nine trillion.
1: John, wait a minute. How how do they explain this? Go ahead. Yeah. How do they they explain?
0: They don't. They
1: don't explain.
0: All of the western countries, whether you're talking about European, you know, England, all those staggering drops. And they're not moving to other countries, okay, because they got pretty much all the countries they're listed. And almost all countries have a small drop, and some have a, what, a precipitous drop, like America. But again, if you've got a website, U.S. Inc. military-industrial complex, looking and making statements like that, notice, folks, it's not like it's some kook and uh, you know, out there in left field saying, well, you know, I heard from God that there's going to be a reduction in the population. No, you've got a military website saying it. And you have to ask yourself, well, how, why, where? Because, Marty, that's the the first question that will go through our mind is, well, how? What are they going to do? Well, we know they wanted to implement this vaccination. We know all about that five huevo thing coming up. It's already been installed. That was a convenient excuse for this COVID-19 hoax to start bringing that into all the schools. All of those are relevant. The injections that uh, Bill Gates plans on putting into your ass, so by theory, they could do just what they're saying. And it's not like they haven't told us what they want. They have. They put it in stone. In stone, Marty! Right down there, where you never was in georgia
1: i've seen I've seen those john I've seen the Georgia Capstones yeah. they are mass massive, huge, and they claim they don't know I, who commissioned them, I, and they don't know where they actually came from, but somebody knows.
0: Yeah, and for nine ninety five you could find out, uh there was a guy that was advertising that he knew about uh two or three years ago I remember seeing a <laughs> video, but uh, I didn't see uh he he didn't let that secret out, but uh for nine ninety five you could get his uh you know feedback and he'd let you know. Uh but anyway oh. Yeah folks, <laughs> I'm telling y'all, you are in a war. You are in a war. This is a civil war in every sense of the word. Every sense. The only difference between what happened in the 1860s between us shooting at each other and now is it's not quite as obvious because they don't want it obvious. The methods of warfare that we've been familiar with, tanks, machine guns, Missiles, rockets, bombs, still use them. But the one that they really love to use is the one that's not quite so obvious. The psychological warfare, the denial of medical care, the injections of a quote-unquote vaccine that leads to a paralysis Mental block or death, starvation, misery, increases in suicides because of all the drama. Not to mention importing all those wonderful things called drugs, whether you're talking the ones from Big Pharma or the ones that are uh, being guarded by the army troops over in Afghanistan poppy seeds that give us the heroin that's tearing up our streets it is all the same source it's the same war it's just a multi-pronged war from every single angle you can imagine how do you get people down and depressed easy you put them on unemployment by closing down their businesses and closing down their jobs. And then what you do is you turn around and give them minimalist payments every month so they can sit at home and, hey, I got a great life. I'm getting X amount of dollars, which is what they're telling you is going to happen after this election. And I can just sit there and watch Netflix all day. Yippee! Play my video games all day. Yippee! You want to talk about boring, dull, lifeless, and an absolute disaster for motivation, a disaster for the future of this country. There you go. A minimal standard of living. They're stealing your life force and your soul, people, and you're letting them. Yes, some of them are killing you with their guns, Men and women with costumes, badges, and guns going around and acting the fool. Privateers, that's all they are. They're not peace officers. They're privateers. They're enforcement armed for the corporations masquerading as government. They're de facto. They're not de jure. But again, we assume that things will get back to normal. Nothing, nothing is going to be what you define as normal. Next year, 2021, a couple months away, global economic reset. Not conspiracy theory, ladies and gentlemen. That isn't John talking out of his fourth point of contact. No, ladies and gentlemen, that's coming out of a previous vice president of the United States Corporation. That's coming out of the World Economic Forum. In fact, that's coming out of a Doggone magazine cover from nineteen eighty eight. The Economist magazine. All the countries, currencies of the world at the time burning. Phoenix rising from the ashes with gold. date 2018 yeah they're on schedule ladies and gentlemen because 1988 to 2021 is 33 years and I'm telling you folks number 33 is very relevant always has been the final implementation is taking place now They're not starting to set up the chips. The chips are already basically set up. They're just putting in the final touches. Doing the last of the dotting of the I's and the crossing of the T's. The people sleep, yet it's a couple seconds away from midnight. Nobody knows what's coming because nobody's paying attention telling you that they're plowing the food supply underground right now because there's nobody to pick it they're destroying the supply of food that isn't just for the next 60 days it's for the next two years don't think these farmers are just going to be able to come back next year and this is only loss they took not even close Your average farmer is living hand-to-mouth, staggering property taxes, credible costs associated with running a farm. And I'm not talking about the big agri-farms. No, they'll survive. They'll do fine. I'm talking about your larger and, in a lot of ways, smaller farms. Still run by mom and pops. millions and millions of tons of milk poured into the drains on orders of government agents. Potatoes rotting. Cabbages rotting. Lettuce rotting. You think these farmers invested their time and resources to grow these wonderful food products so that they could end up watching them as they rot in the fields and as their pocketbooks got empty. I don't. Cost money. Seeds, not cheap at all. And again, folks, we encourage you to have some. You're in a war. You're not at peace. You should not be comfortable in any way, shape, or form. Even if you're one of the government agents with a good desk job who hasn't lost anything other than gotten some really good off time because of this hoax,
1: no, go ahead, stay at
0: home, it's fine. You'll get your paycheck next Friday, same as normal. Yeah, well, you're the exception, you're not the rule. The average man on the street has been crushed, destroyed, in man, woman, same thing in my book, womb, man, which is why I don't think the clown in the White House right now is going to be there. Now, does that mean the other clown that was on last night's debate is going to be there either? Honestly, he doesn't deserve to be. He's incapable of the position. But you better look really carefully at his co-host. His choice for vice president, Kamala Harris, has all the right numbers. All the right numbers to be another Vatican. But again, Go ahead and believe what you want That you know about matters And I care about my country And make America great again Yeah What part of great are we at right now? I'm a little bit confused All I see right now is Nazi Germany in 1944 That's about to go crashing into the ground That's where I see us.
1: We're not Nazis.
0: We're not. Nazis, national socialists. We're not. You're living in a socialist country, ladies and gentlemen. All ten planks of the Communist Manifesto are in full effect in the United States Corporation-controlled geographic area. Yes, You're a
1: Nazi. Oh! How dare you?
0: Truth hurts sometimes, ladies and gentlemen. Truth hurts. You wonder how men like Adolf Hitler came to power? You shouldn't. If you've been more around longer than eight years, you've watched what happened right here, right now. You left a Democrat turn Republican, divide a country beautifully. Can a name only, ladies and gentlemen, that clown in the White House right now. But 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 he's draining the swamp. Yeah, what evidence you got for that. I see the same clowns up there that were there four years ago and I haven't watched a single one of the crime syndicate get publicly taken down. Put on television in shackles and chains, being led down, and a trial that should have happened a week after he was put in office. He's had for years. But 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 the deep state is so deep. Do you not think that the American people, the real patriots, if asked, would have said, "Hey, he's real." He's calling for us to rally around him. He's calling us for us to arrest people, prosecute people. Not a word. Why do they kill people like that? Because for decades. I've been following the man up there since the mid-80s. The mid-80s. that should tell you something. Has he written a couple great books? Yeah. But what was the name of his show? Right now, you're being apprenticed into the New World Order, lady and gentlemen. You're going through trauma-based mind control right now to make you, once again, a better slave capable of handling The shit storm that they're giving you. This is a civil war in every sense of the word. Not that you see it for that is. Yeah, you got a couple of leftist cities that are burning, again, profitable for the powers that be. You have a lot of real estate that has lost a lot of trees and a lot of wildlife and a lot of people who, again, have been killed under, shall we say, less than convincing arguments that uh, nature and lightning strikes caused it. Yeah, we want to believe the narrative. We want to trust our corporate owners that have been lying to us for decades that now they're telling the truth. I have years of a running indictment against crime syndicate. And this thing called government is just that, a crime syndicate. The old argument is, don't steal, don't sell drugs. The government doesn't want the competition. Yeah. You better think like that. I've been calling them the cocaine importing agency, CIA, for decades. Not years, decades. You think they've stopped just because some smart ass like me is out there calling them that? No, they couldn't care less. They don't even hide it. Yeah, they occasionally kill somebody that's a whistleblower, but for the most part, they don't hide it. They've got wars to win. They've got politicians to corrupt. They've got countries to overthrow, to enslave. Welcome to the New World Order, ladies and gentlemen. Bush Sr. told you all about it back in 1991. New Ooh. World Order. Thousand points of light. You're experiencing a religious transformation, and your body and your soul is there for the ride. You are a human sacrifice. Human. Hue of man. Color of man. Monst, thing, animal. To be possessed. To be owned. You're not a man in their eyes. You're not a woman in their eyes. You're a thing in their eyes. What do they call. The soul dyers. They're dogs. Dogs of war. Your job is to be out there. Killing and dying. For the glory of your God. President of the United States. Glory of your God. America. America.
1: Glory of your God,
0: the flag. You see nothing. Don't want you to see it. You don't see a thing. Because you've been blinded to your rights, blinded to the fact that you have the ability to say no, blinded to the fact that you've been enslaved subjugated, exploited, stolen from, and are be killed when you no longer serve their interests. Care was about health care. It was never about health care. And those of us that were awake back then were telling you that it wasn't. It was about taking over one-seventh of the economy, and making decisions of when to kill people, well, guess what folks they implemented it this year, not that they didn't implement it in years past also, but it was more blatant this year than ever before. People were denied health care over a hoax, and they died because of it. supposed to be okay with this. People have gone to war over lies and we're supposed to be okay with this I'm not okay with this folks I haven't been my entire life but it's never been more obvious than it has been for me in the last 10 years and the last 5 I've really gone off the rails done with their bullshit Your future and that of everybody that you love, especially if you helped create them and bring them into this world, has never been in more danger than it is right here, right now. There's no question there's going to be a change in the next year or two. Zero question on that. The only question is this whether you're going to have a say in it or whether you're not. And you will be subjugated at a level that even now is going to make this look like the good old days. The boot is on your throat. The gun is in your face. The war is in your front lawn. It's time to make a choice. Say no. Back to you, Marty.
1: I am in listening to all this. (laughs) You know, John, most of the people listening are sitting there going, oh, no, that's not true. Oh, no, that's not true. Oh, he's a conspiracy theorist. Oh, you know, another tinfoil hat where, you know, you and so many others have been laying this stuff out for years. And you're right. It's right in front of everybody. People refuse to see it. It's willful blindness because they've got the world constructed in their mind that it's a certain way. And you can't change that. And, in fact, they're so scared that you will change it. You know, they'll attack you. They'll do anything to hang on to what they believe or what they want to believe, let me put it that way. Uh, Going back to what I said at the opening of the show, politics and religion works on the same premise, and that is gathering as many of you together as possible, uh, thinking pretty much along the same lines, extracting money from you, and then commanding you to do things that ordinarily you would not do, all because God or government wants you to do it. Last night, I, I asked you about the debates. I watched the debates last night. Honest to God, I was never so humiliated. I thought George Doofus Bush was bad. Trump is a hundred times worse. I think the country got a load of how off the rails this man is. But in context of what you're talking about, John, I think it's very relevant. Because here is the most unpresidential, the most (laughs) unpolished, obviously uneducated buffoon that is sitting in the highest office of this country and just like these people that sit in these churches they think this man is divinely inspired why would God choose some low level clown like him I don't understand where people's thinking is and yet you know it's Trump 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 in the one hand and the Bible and a bloody flag in the other um I think religion and politics, but probably most primarily religion, has done more to harm humanity than any other premise that that we have going. I don't see um, where religion has done anything. John, I'll tell you, it's like in this guardianship thing, we've had several people taken into guardianship, you know, captured and isolated and relieved of everything they owned and their freedom who had gone to the same church 20, 30, 40 years, I went to their churches and said, your member of your congregation has been targeted, and this is what's happening, and they need your support. Without exception, all I heard was, oh, that's political. We can't get involved in that. We'll lose our tax-exempt status. This isn't political. This is human rights. That's what you're supposed to be about. Oh, no, it's political. We can't get involved. Um, Where I lived before, down behind me was a huge VA home for Vietnam veterans. And during Bush, he cut the food budgets for all these places. And these guys were about to starve to death. Well, I grew a huge garden, so, of course, I took everything I could down there. I went to the Catholic church in the town I lived in, small town, and said, we've got these veterans down here. And they need help with food. Will the church help? The response was, well, we don't know if they're Catholic or not. I said, what difference does it make? Well, I said, but you don't help Catholics either, do you? You take from them, but you don't give anything. We got that all taken care of with a little bit of footwork and door to door, and we got it taken care of. But this is my point. People will cling to this stuff, and no matter how much you put it out there, John, how much, Plainly and simply, you lay it out right in front of them and say, "This is what you're participating in. This is what you're making yourself subject to. This is what they are really doing to you." Oh no, 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 no. Oh no, no. You're a tinfoil hat wearer, and they'll go right along with it. And I do not understand it. I do. It. It's like, have you seen the people online that say, uh, "Prove it," and don't tell me to Google it either. They don't want to know. You could link up, you know, all the conversations, articles, documents in the world, and they would become angry. Because once you have the evidence in front of you, just like, John, there's people sitting out there now listening to this, are angry because the evidence, the truths you have laid out in front of them now require them to do something. And they don't want to do something. They don't want to get out of that comfort zone of how they think the world is organized <clears throat> i um i don't know what you have to do i really don't and after all these years i don't know if people are just inherently stupid i i don't know what what's wrong with them but how come you can see this plainly i can see this plainly but they can't why is that
0: Marty, I wish I could tell you. I would love to be able to package it up and, uh, you know, pass it around. But the problem is, you know, they call it cognitive dissonance. They call it uh, philosophical conditioning, programming, whatever you want to look at it. But in the end, here's where you've got to go. Every one of us is going to make our own decisions for our own lives. Yes, the simple truth matter. In the end, all that makes a difference in our world is what we think of ourselves in the end when we're looking at ourselves at the end of the day in the mirror. Several years ago, I committed myself to educating people to the truth. Also with the full and complete comprehension that two things would happen. One, I was not going to be very popular with a crime syndicate. And therefore, it would, in real potential, jeopardize not only my life, but that of my family and friends. You're in the same boat, Marty. You know this. Yeah. But two, I wasn't going to go to bed anymore saying, I should have done something today to fight the system. I'm not going to go to my grave saying to myself, I didn't do enough. You and I are a rare breed, Marty. There's a few of us out there, and we didn't come out of a vacuum either. I'm standing on the backs of giants of men. Some of them been dead a hundred plus years. Okay. No treason. The Constitution of No Authority by Alexander Spooner. That book should be required reading for everybody. No treason. The Constitution of No Authority by Lysander Spooner. But on top of that, Lysander Spooner had another incredible, incredible book that also should be on everybody's library. Common Law Court of Record, How to Be a Juror. How to Set Up a Common Law Jury. Required Knowledge, People. For any of you that have been following me here with Marty, you know, that's the big thing with what I do, what I teach people is all law, is all fraud. It's all these kangaroo courts. The way I put it in their kangaroo courts and in my paperwork and say it to their faces, your maritime admiralty constructive contract and racketeering fraud kangaroo courts because that's exactly what they are getting anything resembling justice in these kangaroo courts. They don't even pretend that you do. It's all contract offers. It's all, well, you want to be treated this way or this way. They threaten you with something real. Oh, two years in jail, but I'll tell you what. Prosecutor's feeling generous today. He says six months. And you say,
1: oh, thank God. Yeah, I'll take the six months.
0: Well, you just contracted with the devil. And all you had to do was say, uh, um, no, uh, I think I'm going to go with a trial by jury. And, yeah, I know a trial by jury is aggravating and annoying. And, yeah, it could get you your two years. So here's the thing. These prosecutors and these kangaroo courts love, love the fact that they don't have to do jury trials in all these cases because one, it's very profitable to them because they don't have any costs and associated expenses. They can go home to their wives and mistresses or boyfriends and husbands, whichever the case might be. And they can choose take early lunches Short days. Life is great. Bonds are getting created. Their retirement keeps getting fatter. It's all contract offers, people. All of it. All crimes are commercial. 27 CFR 72.11. Look it up. 27 CFR two. Yes, folks, but again, you're assuming that all of this drama and all of this theater means something. Now, Marty watched The Joke yesterday. I told Marty I didn't watch The Talking Heads. And I haven't been watching Talking Heads in decades. I occasionally get little snippets from it from uh, my news feeds and stuff. But I will not subject myself to the propaganda and the lies in the theater because that's all it is. But here's the thing. With all of this that they are doing, all of the games that they are playing, all of the propaganda that we as a people are receiving is having a horrible, horrible effect. Because the Democrats say, we can't have the Republican get reelected. And the Republicans are saying, oh, God forbid, we can't have those Democrats, otherwise the cities will be burning. And you folks don't see the back and forth play here. There's a term for it, it's called Hegelian dialectic. Hegelian dialectic, divide and conquer is a really good strategy for these people. Problem problem, reaction solution, go off against one another. How come we can't get get together? Because, again, they can't have us coming together in a populist movement. Every legitimate populist movement that has sprung up in the last hundred years has been hijacked by the crime syndicate. Whether it's the peace movement from the 60s, whether it's the Occupy Wall Street crowd, whether it's your BLM crowd, all of these were populist movements when they began, but they didn't stay that. They didn't stay that way. Even your libertarian movement hijacked for the syndicate's purposes. Now it's just another tool to be utilized. And again, we don't see it because we don't look at the facts. We don't see who are the new players versus the old players. I have a dream has become I have a nightmare. Okay. We have, have to change things as they are. The road they are taking us down is the di- deepest depths of hell. They're not going to stop until there is an raging inferno around us. They're not going to stop until absolute control, absolute subjugation, is fully in place. Bad now, They haven't started yet. You're looking at an entire country that's armed to the teeth here in America, armed to the teeth, and look at how they're treating the average guy, man and woman on the street. What does that tell you is going to happen after they come in and confiscate your registered, transferring ownership to a third party, guns? We're here to collect our guns. Well, wait a minute. No, no, it's my guns. No, see, here. look, your signature, you registered it. There are guns. We let you have it for a while, but we want it back now. Wake up, clearer. You are in a war. See, John knows what war looks like. I've been studying war since I was a boy. I am fine-tuned the art of war. But you better look very closely at what war is. Yes, it can be shooting people. It can be tanks, guns, and bombs but it can also be economic, be religious. It can be financial in ways that you do not even begin to realize when they steal your retirement accounts, steal your social security checks, kick you out of what you thought was your home. But on top of all that, it can also be hunger. They can shut down a system and put you out of work. How is that not recognized as war? took away your ability to feed your family. And if you were the business owner that spent all your life savings and all of those years building it up to something, maybe it wasn't even turning its first dollar in profits yet, but hey, you were giving it your all. And then magically, poof, one day they says, nope. Your door better be locked or we'll lock it for you. Do you think that's justice, especially since it was based off of a hoax that has been proven to be a hoax again and again and again? I don't see justice there. I see criminality. I see corruption. Remember, folks, democracy is two wolves and a sheep voting for what's for dinner. You think you're not on the serving table right now? The big banks own you. They have owned you your entire life. You are going to die as the property of the Vatican banks. Unless you decide to just say no. Confused. We get that you're seeing things in a different way. But if everybody just stops consenting tomorrow... Don't even have to get violent. I'm not saying don't be armed to the teeth. I'm just saying don't even get violent. But the next time somebody says, you must do this because I said so, and you realize that it's just somebody blowing smoke, well, contract offer. Be my slave. Contract offer response. No. What you going to do? Now, we already know what they're going to do if it's one or two or half a dozen or a few dozen people that just say no. And what happens when 100,000 say no? Now it starts to become a problem. Then those 100,000 create a million more. Now the syndicate really has a problem. And those million more turn around and create another 100 million off of that. Now half the country is busy saying no. It loses absolute control. I don't care what kind of guns they got. I don't even care what kind of technology they got. They can't burn us all out. They can't kill us all. Not saying they won't try to run you back. Or you can simply say no and start arresting and prosecuting them for their multitude of war crimes. It's not like they haven't done any. Hell, I've given you hour and a half worth of war crimes right here. My paperwork that I file in every court case, 162 crimes committed every day by agents of governments. And I'm not talking misdemeanors, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking full-blown felonies. Every single day, you and I do any of these things, one or two, we're looking at 5 to 20 years. These bastards do it on a daily basis, consistently, multiple times over all kinds of varieties of those felonies. And we're supposed to sit by and say, well, we know you're in charge, so you can do what we can't. It'll be okay. No, it's not. We didn't authorize to be exploited, subjected, enslaved, and murdered by this crime syndicate. Even if we voted for our corporate owners, Go in there in a voting booth and sit there and put down option A and option B. Option A, enslavement. Option B, death. Um, isn't there an option C? Yeah, stop consenting. How hard is it? It's not. We've shown you the laws. We've shown you the corruption. We've shown you the incredible naivety of the slave class to be subjugated. But we've also been holding their feet to the fire. They threaten me with contempt of court, I threaten them back. They shut up. See how that happens when you know the law. Not saying that I would encourage you to do it, but uh, I do. Thinking about contempt of court. Are you making a threat? It sure sounds to me like you're making a threat and you're now putting me under threat and duress. Is that what you were doing, trustee with the black robe? Tom? I've done that. They shut up. Knowledge is power. But you folks better get out of your brainwashed mind control programming. Turn the damn television set off. Get away from the cell phone and the computer. Read a book. Get out and enjoy nature. Take a walk. Go fishing. Go skiing. Do something other than what the syndicate wants you to do. Remind yourself that you're alive. Remind yourself that you're important. Remind yourself that the universe puts you on this planet for some purpose. And it wasn't just to run around, get laid, and eat, and drink, and be merry. Sometimes we've got to have bigger priorities than those. A few of us have made those our priorities and actually sacrificed getting laid and getting drunk and having a social life. Makes a big difference in our outlook. And it's not because we don't want to be doing those things. Do you think I want to be spending here ranting and raving as I've been doing for the last hour and a half? No. But I know the consequences of not doing it. It means more people won't get the message. More people will not see the bigger picture. More people will die from ignorance. And I'm not going to have that on my conscience. Back to you, Marty.
1: Yeah, John, I just recently had a conversation with my granddaughter about all the stuff I'm into and do, and she said, Nanny, why do you do all this stuff? You don't get paid. Why do you do it? And I said, because I can't stand there and know that it happens and not do something. She says, well, you've been doing it a long time, so obviously nothing's going to change. I said, that's not the point. I said, that's the long-term goal, but it's not the point. I said, when it comes time for me to go, which could come at any time? I said, I don't want to have to look back and think I should have. I could have. Why didn't I? And I said, you you just have to look at things in that way, not for some rewards you're going to get right now. But did you do the right thing? And I said, and I always try to do the right thing. I said, sometimes I don't succeed, but I try. And that's the thing. And like you said, John, most people would prefer to stay in this semi trance this coma-like state and pretend they don't hear anything. And uh, I liken this to one day where I used to live. I had stopped out at a little station not far from my house. And out of nowhere, the lady that owned it said to me, and there's people standing there She said, don't you get tired of all that stuff you do and all that stuff rolling around in your head? And she said, that would just, I I couldn't stand it. And I said, no, because someone has to speak up. And she said, not me. She said, when I go home, she said, all I want to do is flop on the sofa and veg out in front of the TV. I don't know what caused me to do it, but I just yelled at her. I said, you do not have that right to check out and leave me and others to try and pull things together. You don't have that right. I consider it a right and a privilege and not government granted, but because I'm a human being and because I do care about other people. And I I don't understand the reticence of people. I don't understand the apathy. Deidre Gilbertson and I, Jeter runs Medical Malpractice Association And on a show one night And it was entitled What does it take to get you on your feet And I keep telling people Clicking like and share Does not make you a warrior You actually have to stand up And uh, But they'll talk about What a big activist they are And all they ever do is click like and share And you know give a thumbs up And everything That's that's not activism That's just a mindless exercise on Facebook. We need you on your feet. We need you to stand up. If you don't understand things, ask questions. Unlike the government, we aren't afraid to answer them. Mm -hmm. And if we don't know the answer, we'll go get it. I I don't know, John. I just sometimes you get you become so disheartened, like I say, at the apathy, the disinterest. Uh, the quickness to call these derogatory names and everything, but they will be the first people to stand up and scream for help and expect you to run and help them. And (laughs) I don't don't know. I say sometimes I think, you know, what have you given all this time to this for? Uh, And on many topics, actually, but I don't know what else to do. And so it shows like this. It explains, breaks things down. You know that there's dots to be connected. I can't always connect. Not everybody can, but that's what these shows hope to do is just like tonight. You showed the connection between DC, the city of London, the Vatican, and how this is all being run out of there. And I, I don't know, John, I don't know that there's any hope for us. And I don't mean just as the United States, but for humanity. There's people out there that would rather see us dead and actually would enjoy seeing us dead rather than to let us actually be free, um, to to relinquish any of this control. And I've always liked that, you know, it's pretty bad when your own government views you as the biggest terrorist out there. (laughs) It just, and obviously we are. John, we've got about 90 seconds here. I want to thank you again for being here tonight. It's always an educated time. And we'll be back next week, God willing. Um, And who knows what we're going to talk about, just whatever comes up during the week or strikes our fancy, because that's just the kind of people we are. Any last thoughts, John?
0: Well, darling, just know that I don't give a shit about what other people think of me. But what I will say is I love what you've been doing, darling. And while some other people may never take notice, I have. Thank you, Marty. Well, thank you. I mean that from the well, thank heart you. Of the bottom of my heart. I love thank you, you. Have a good night, folks. All,
1: right. <laughs> All right. And everybody, thank you for tuning in. And if you got any questions, hit me up on Facebook or send it to PPJ1 at com. I'll get back to you as quick as I can. We'll say good night. Thanks, everybody.